Mets Musings is an unofficial, independent podcast covering New York's National League Baseball team. It is not affiliated in any way with Major League Baseball or the New York Mets. Now it's time for some New York Mets baseball talk. Here's Gary Mack bringing you the latest news and analysis from Mets Nation and the world of baseball on another edition of Mets Musings. And hello and welcome to another edition of Mets Musings. Hope everybody had a great week out there. Uh, We got a great show for you tonight. We've got our roundtable group coming up, so we want to get to that. We had a great talk uh, about the state of the Mets. uh, In fact, we we were going so good, we, we couldn't cover everything. May have to bring them back. Uh, and another date, maybe next week, who knows. But anyway, a uh, few Mets news and notes here. Uh, Seth Lugo is being moved to the rotation. He will start tonight against the Miami Marlins as the Mets complete a uh, series, a four-game series with the Miami Marlins. For the week, the Mets were swept in Philadelphia, looked awful, looked awful, Made the worst ERA bullpen uh, the Phillies had at the time. Made them look uh, very good. So, uh, again, the Mets uh, did not have a good weekend. Then they went to Miami, took three of four so far. So, they're even for the week going into tonight's game as we record this on a um, on a Thursday uh, afternoon. So, uh that's the latest with that. As I said, Seth Lugo goes into the rotation. What does this do to the bullpen? Well, it, it obviously it's going to move uh, Diaz, I would guess, to the closing role. And uh, it's going to tax the bullpen some more because let's, uh, let's look at this. Gizelman, who was in the bullpen most of the last couple of years, is now in the starting rotation. And Lugo going into the starting location, they're not, they're not stretched out enough yet. I don't think they'll get more than two, three innings from either one. Maybe Gizelman, they can push a little bit further because he's pitched a few, uh, uh, two starts so far. Maybe they can push him a little bit further, push him maybe to three or four innings. Uh, but Lugo, I don't see how they're going to get him beyond two. And, uh, you know, that's going to tax the bullpen. And, and now by removing those two or at least the one Lugo, it, it's going to hurt. And uh, But we'll see how it all works out. They, they're hoping that, for these couple of rounds uh, until Waka comes back, until Peterson can come back, that they can get past these uh, couple of rounds and, uh, you know, get healthy, get those guys healthy and bring them back before. But, you know, they got some tough games coming up. They got the Yankees and the Marlins again. Um, Yankees twice. And, uh, you know... And then we'll begin to September. So uh, hard to believe we're almost in September already. But, of course, this is a short season. 
due to the COVID-19. As far as the ownership goes, stories are going back and forth on this one. Um, First, it was a story that A-Rod and J-Lo were in the lead. It looked like they had a chance. Then it was Cohen's to win or lose. Then Cohen uh, has had some uh, uh, problems with his uh, company in that uh, there has been some sexual harassment suits placed. So that could turn off some of the other owners, and they may not approve him. So now it could be uh, back to J-Rod and, uh, uh, I mean, A-Rod and J-Lo. And, of course, Al Sharpton, I don't know why he's got to say anything, but he put his two cents in. He thinks A-Rod and J-Lo should get it. Now, maybe that's a reason for them not to get it because Al Sharpton wants them to own the Mets. Who knows? Don't even know why Sharpton's getting involved in this kind of thing. Uh, he usually chases uh, ambulances, but he is getting involved in the Mets' ownership uh, thing. But we wait and see. The final secondary bids are due in by August 31st. The question is, will uh, Steve Cohen go crazy and make a bid that the Wilpons can't turn down? Another article this week said that uh, Jeff Wilpon absolutely hates Cohen. So he's got a couple of strikes against him, both with the other owners and with the Wilpons himself. But if his offer's the best, I don't see how you turn down the best offer just because you don't like somebody. Um, and, and, of course, the question is, can A-Rod and J-Lo match it, and will they have the capital to go forward? You know, we don't want another a Wilpon situation where – they buy the team and then they don't have the money to uh, to to keep it going, if you will, or or to uh, buy the free agents that we may need down the line uh, to turn down the top of the line guys because they just don't have the money. With Cohen, it seems like his pockets are deep. We wouldn't have that problem. The other group that's involved, apparently, they have very deep pockets as well. Uh, but the question is, A-Rod and J-Lo, can they get that kind of money as we go along? Possibly yes, possibly no. We'll just have to wait and see until the decision is made on uh, what they're going to do. All right, uh, I, I want to get to the to my guest this week, so uh, let's take a quickie break and come back right after this. with C70. My name is Daniel Shopdaw, and I talk with some of the great bloggers on the internet today about their teams. It always goes back to the Cardinals. Find the latest episode on my website, www.cardinal70.com or at baseballpodcast.net. Baseball and BBQ, your place for interesting baseball talk, opinions, and history. Baseball and BBQ, your place for barbecue recipes, tips, and interviews from the world of barbecue. If you like baseball and if you like barbecue, then tune in to Baseball and BBQ. Find us on iTunes, Stitcher, Google Play, and BaseballTalkRadio.com, along with Mets Musings and other great baseball podcasts. With all the Mets news, it is the news from around the world and around the corner. Here's Gary Mack. And joining me this week is this round of... uh, 
uh, rowdy-looking customers here. It is the time for our roundtable. We're halfway through the season, so let's welcome in the boys, Barry Newman. Barry, welcome back. Jeff Cohen. Hey, Gary. And that other guy, I don't know who he is. Oh, it's Len, Len Aberman from Baseball and Barbecue. Him and Jeff are here to uh, discuss the Mets. Hey, Gary, what's up? What happened? (laughs) I think he's got some throat problems there, Jeff. Uh, (laughs) Well, guys, welcome very much, and thank you uh, for coming on the show tonight. So we're about, what, 40% to halfway, whatever it is, on this episode. exhibition season of major league baseball 2020 uh wacky season thoughts on the season so far and we'll start with you barry well like you said gary it's a glorified exhibition season so to get all bent out of shape about how the mets are playing is is kind of silly and i did say or or actually i guess i ranted the last time i called in on Mets musings about the fact that a 50-game season they were proposing is a farce. So I guess if I think a 50-game season is a farce, a 60-game season is just slightly less than <laughs> the farce, but it, it, it's, still, it's still a farce. But as a fan, I'm happy to be watching baseball again. As far as how the Mets are playing, it's – they're obviously not playing well, but I guess if you look at what they started the season with, without Syndergaard and then Marcus Stroman opting out, there, if you're being realistic, was no reason to really think the Mets would be that good a team. But the lineup still looks pretty solid, but if they can't hit with runners in scoring position, they're not going to win many games. They're not going to win on their pitching alone anymore. Yeah, it's a common problem uh, that that we've had forever. Jeff, uh, your thoughts on the season so far? Well, the Mets are doing great. They are number one in hitting, number one in walks, number one in on-base percentage. They're getting those guys on, uh, but they just can't get them in. And that's been continuing, not just this year. That was last year. That was the year before. It's a common problem. doesn't matter the number of games, and I do agree that the farce of a season um, but I'm happy to be watching, watching them blow games uh, because it was it, they just can't get these guys in, which is unbelievable. They had a chance to go down to Philadelphia last weekend and take a couple of games against the worst bullpen in baseball. And what do the Mets do? They make them the best bullpen in baseball. <laughs> same old, same old Mets. And Len, your thoughts. <laughs> Gary, I want you to know I've been working on my comedic, uh, my next career, which is as a, as a, you know, as a comic, and I'm working on my impressions. And since this is Mets musings, I'll do my Mets impressions. Now I've been working on two. I've got a uh, Joanna Cespedes impression or a Marcus Stroman impression. Which would you like first? Well, uh, let's go with the Cespedes. This ought to be interesting. Okay. <laughs> very, right. very good. Has anybody now, seen Len? <laughs> all right. 
since we don't have that much time, I, I cut that one short. That one can go. <laughs> it can go a whole game. Yeah. Um, and now, what about? I'm going to show you my Marcus Stroman impression. Okay. <laughs> I'm opting out, but I hit free agency. Yeah. <laughs> It is uh, uh, definitely a crazy year, and uh, uh, of course, these guys opting out didn't help. And uh, I still don't understand why they have a sixty-player pool, and yet St. Louis have they gotten beyond? Have they played more than five games yet? I mean, uh, they 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 played five games, and then they cancel half their season. So I I don't understand why they're doing that. But the big question is. Why are you guys digging the cutouts? I mean, come on. Oh. That, that's, you know, that's wonderful, the cutouts. Wait, uh, wait. What about the Marlins? The, I love the Marlins. The Marlins <laughs> at least did it realistically. They don't right. have cutouts because they want the stadium to resemble what it looks like during a regular season. <laughs> you know, and they did it. It's funny that you said that because I put the game on and I didn't realize there was no people there because it was Miami. Then they're always like that. <laughs> I got to tell you, I, I think Philadelphia really uh, did well with those cutouts. They were very very inventive they they put their their whole uh, 80 championship team out there all together <laughs> yeah. and then on sunday at uh, celebrating the negro leagues they put all these negro leaguers out there so i thought they were being pretty good okay they were at least uh you know being a little uh inventive there they put a little thought into it barry yes exactly <laughs> um you know i'm good with the cutouts they 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 don't bother me as long as they don't distract me from watching the game i'm okay with them although at times I probably wish I was distracted from the game. So that was like the cutouts are not doing their job. And speaking of doing a job, any thoughts on the way that Luis Rojas is doing his job as we come into this uh, 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 crazy season? Um, I, I don't think, uh, personally, I don't know. I don't think... I think he deserves another chance, but I don't think he's going to be back with new owners. I, I just don't. I think Brody's a dead man walking. And uh, any thoughts on uh, Luis Rojas? I'll, I'll start. I, I, it's very hard to judge a guy based on the way his career has started. I mean, taking over for uh, a manager who never managed a game, then you are the manager. You you start spring training, spring training. Then you then you have summer camp. He I think he's doing fine. I, I think it, it's very very hard to judge someone based on this whole crazy, um, as you guys have said, exhibition season. Um, I still don't know what you call it. If a guy comes up in the in the tenth inning, runner on second, he hits a home run. Did he just hit a walk off? Did he just hit a lead off two run homer? Yeah, I mean, what? <laughs> yeah, you did. So, so I, I, it's crazy. I, as I was saying to Jeff on our podcast, um, with the seven inning doubleheaders, you know, where, where if a guy throws a no hitter in a seven inning game, is that a no hitter? It's very hard to judge Rojas. I think he's doing as well as most Met managers do in this crazy season. If it was me, I'd give him another chance. But you're right. If if there is new ownership, and, and I'll believe it when I see it, but if there is new ownership, they're going to want to come in and make a big splash. 
So they're gonna they're gonna hire someone big, I would think. So he's probably dead man walking, but he deserves another chance. I, I would definitely say so. Jeff? Well, I think Louis Rojas is probably thinking to myself, how did I get myself into this situation? <laughs> Only the Mets could have two players opt out of the season for COVID reasons but they're not, they weren't COVID reasons. There were other reasons. But they're the only team that had not one but two guys walk out <laughs> because they, they just didn't want to play this year. I know uh, it was Cespedes with his contract thing and and, and uh, Strowman, oh, I, I got my service time done. I'm, I'm out of here. It, it, ridiculous. So he's got to be saying, what, what did he do to deserve this? <laughs> I'm in agreement with Len. He's probably a good show, a soldier. He has been with the organization a long time. Deserves his chance. I mean, he has the pedigree. I mean, you know, his father, Felipe Alou. So he has someone to, to lean on. I'm not sure that they're going to clean house of the new owners. It depends what who they are. I'm thinking maybe if it's the A-Rod J-Lo group, they, they might clean house. I, I think with Stevie, I think he just might sit back and, and, and see what he has for a while. That's my that's my gut. I don't know if he's going to clean out. I think he's going to look at and assess first before making any big changes. But I could be wrong. Been wrong before. I've been wrong again. <laughs> Barry? <laughs> well, I'm with Len. As far as impending new ownership, I'll believe it when I see it. And as far as the Mets manager, it is unfair to judge any manager based on this wackadoodle of an exhibition <laughs> season. But we're still watching the games and we're still second-guessing decisions that don't work out. And there have been a couple of instances where I've had some uh, reservations about the moves he's made. And I'll give you a couple of examples in regarding the past two games. One of your favorites, Gary, Edwin Diaz, who talked about he would, that he needs to pitch more. Well, last night they were in an 11-4 to game or whatever the score was going to the ninth inning. The Marlins had clearly given up on the game because they were using position player to pitch the top of the ninth. I mean, the guy says he'd be more effective if he gets more work. And to be fair, he hasn't been the close, but his last few outings have been pretty solid. So why not give him an inning either on the Sunday game as they were about to be swept? He pitched Seth Lugo, the supposed closer right now, down four runs in the bottom of the eighth inning. Why not put Diaz there, or at least put him in one of the two games so he gets the work he says he needs to be effective. The opportunity was there. And also, and I know this is your another favorite of yours, the sabermetrics, and they, they say just because a guy is hitting, you don't automatically go with the hot hitter. But, but Louis Guillaume is tearing the cover off yeah. the ball the past few days. And we pretty much know that this is probably not gonna gonna last. But when you're hot, you're hot. Keep him in keep him in the lineup for another game or two. And it also gives you your best defense when he's out there. And Andres Jimenez was not in the lineup either. And obviously you only have nine positions in the batting order and you you can't play everyone, and it worked out last night. But there are enough at bats, even in this crazy sixty-game season, for everyone. And and in a way, Cespedes 
did the Mets a favor because he That's cleared true. out the designated hitter position that a lot of players can now fill in. So it's it's again it's it's tough to evaluate him, but I agree he he should not be fired off of a, of a sixty game season. I think that'd be crazy. But there are certain things I see that I think need to get better. As far as Brody, that's another story which I'm sure we'll touch on <laughs> a little bit. <laughs> well, the scary part about it is, even in this wacky season, we have a trade deadline. And, of course, the big question is now, it's coming up in a couple of weeks, the 31st of August. Are the Mets going to be buyers or sellers? Uh, I'll start it off, and I'll say, to me, my estimation, I'm selling, and I'm selling hard. I'm, I'm doing an Eddie Murphy, and I'm yelling, sell, 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 sell. I'm selling <laughs> Pacello. I'm selling Waka. I'm selling... I'm selling Alonzo. If I can get something good for Alonzo, Alonzo's going, but it's got to be a big deal. I'm Whoa, selling that's, Rosario. I'm selling Cano. No, that's, that's brave. I like that. It's your podcast, and you said something controversial. That was good. I'm Gary Mack. I'm, yes. I'm I'm taking a big brush and a vacuum behind me, and I'm cleaning the whole freaking house, and and everybody goes except Degrom, and uh, I've got if I can move Cano and pay half his salary, I'll I'll, I'll make the move, and uh, but what scares me is. With Brody there as a lame duck, more or less, because we don't know if he's going to come back, is he going to wipe out the minor leagues completely? Um, that's the scary part that I have. I think it's part time to clean out the mages and bring up these guys. Let's see what Matt Allen can do. Let's see what uh, the uh, other guy, uh, Josh. Um, Allen. Allen. Josh and, Allen. Yeah. And what's Matt it's two Allens. Oh, Matt. you're right. <laughs> Jack something. You're right. Any anyway, <laughs> let's see what these guys can do. Look at look at the job that Dom Smith is doing now. He yep. should be the first baseman. I'm sorry, but this year he's hitting, and I think in the long run he's going to be a better hitter than Alonzo. And he's he, we know already know he's a, a decent fielder. If I can move Alonzo and get something big for Alonzo, I'm moving him. Any thoughts on that? We'll start with Barry. Yeah, Gary, I'm going to counter what you said with uh, what the what the guy, I guess his name is Doug, on uh, the Liberty Mutual commercials when he says, no, no, no. <laughs> I, mean, I mean, I get what you're saying about cleaning house, but there's no way I'm trading Pete Alonso at 24 years old with that kind of power, something you just don't teach. I mean, either you can hit a ball a gazillion miles or, or, or you can't. And he's also a drawing card. And I am assuming eventually there will be fans in, in the seats. Now, what I don't understand is the stubbornness. And again, this is something I really don't quite understand with the manager. When Smith and Alonzo are in the lineup, shouldn't shouldn't Smith be the primary first baseman and Alonzo the DH? I mean, there's really well, nobody can't. in the lineup right now 
that you can pinch hit for in the lineup. At least the names in the lineup are pretty solid. Mm -hmm. As far as moving players, there aren't really that many that other teams would want. I mean, the first guy I would think of that would come to mind would be Edwin Diaz. If you could move mm -hmm. him, that's a couple yeah. of those prospects yeah. back that you lost, thanks to Brody, that, that would be fine. I mean, if there's yeah. a team who's going to try and throw a team out there that's turning in the bullpen, that, that could use a guy that might become their closer and is, and is pitching well and, and may thrive. And I think we all agree that once – Diaz is away from New York, he's going to be great again. Mm -hmm. So to move a guy like Diaz, I'd have no problem with it all. And also remember, again, it's a crazy whacked-out season. The Mets only have to finish eighth in the National League to make the playoffs. So they're still in it. Everybody's in it. It's, a, it's that kind of a season. So I, I'd, I'd be careful as far as cleaning house. Completely, but if they, they want to move a couple of players, I have no problem with it. As far as to know, you got to admit, Gary, he's he's hitting the cover off the ball right, right now. So uh, you got to at least give him credit for that. Does that mean the trade is a good trade? Of course it's not. But And one other thing, and we've talked about this before, I'd still like to see Jared Kalanick actually play a few games in the majors before we actually annoy him with a – Hall of Fame, Black, and Cooperstown. Well, you bring up a good point uh, about Cano, and he is hitting the, the ball, and he's hot, and that's why I'd move him now. There's got to be some team that needs a hot hitter, a DH or something, and now would be the time. If, if any time that they have him, that they could dump that contract, this would probably be the time right now that some team – that wants to go for, and it may be, it may be in Arizona or or somebody that's completely off the wall, you know, that you wouldn't think of, uh, but they may need that one piece that they think to win this year, and and that's the time to move them. And uh, I agree with Diaz, but now what happens if you could? Now let's get, uh, let me get crazy here, and it's not quite Anthony Recca for for Mike Trout. But what happens if Don't you get rights in that trade too? <laughs> what what happens if you could package an Alonzo and and a Porcello or even a Mats? I look, I'd be open to that, and 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 a Diaz to a team that's hurting and get somebody like a Trout. Maybe Trout is is the the top of the heap, and uh, maybe you'd get the next level. But but a big name or a Lindor, let's say. I mean, you'd have to consider it then. You'd really have to. Not that they need shortstops, but that's just an you know a, a guy I'm throwing out there. Uh, you'd have to think about it. You'd have to consider it uh, simply because you don't know what's going to happen with with ownership and everything. And you still got a young first baseman there that can step right in. And as I said, I think he's the better defensively. So you're not really losing. You know, you know, you don't have a loss there. Jeff, what are your thoughts? Uh, first of all, actually, uh, I'm Smith is younger than Alonzo, so you have a younger first baseman. Okay. Uh, I, I, I'm, you know, I, I, I love your passion, Gary, but I think <laughs> the opposite of you. I think that, if anything, they're going to be buyers okay. because this is the Wilpons last season. They might as well go for it. They might as well clean out, you know, might as well sell all the uh, the minor leaguers, get right. somebody in to try to go for it at, at this year. 
Uh, I, I'm not, I'm not saying I would do that, but I think that that's the way the Wilpons are thinking. They might as well go out with a bang and, you know, lead the pieces to, uh, you know, the next owner, hopefully Steve Cohen. But yeah, I, I think that if anything, they'll probably be trying to buy. And Brody has done, I think Brody has done well in the farm system drafting, but his trading on the major league level has not worked out. I mean, the only one that's worked out is J.D. Davis. Otherwise, the other ones, they just, uh, they're just really, you know, big stinkers. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but I think that, uh, yeah, I think they're going to really go for broke and, you know, decimate the farm system and try to get some high-named, uh, over-the-hill players to try to go for it this year, unfortunately. And that's that's a scary thought. Len, what are your thoughts on this? Disagree with Jeff on that. Um, because I think that... I actually, I think it, you might have said it, or Barry, I forget w- which one. Um, you might get a team. You might get a team that over a 162-game normal season might not have a chance, but because they have a hot streak, you know, how every team has a hot streak during the season, even 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 in the Mets' worst times, they would win 10 in a row sometimes or, you know, whatever. And something like that is going to put you very close to, to winning it. Um, so I think that maybe you're going to get a team that you're not expecting that might make some kind of crazy trade and you might be able to, to steal some guys. It's tough to trade for this season because this season, what does this season really mean? I I know if years from now, I don't know how this season's going to get looked at the champion of this season. I don't trust Brody with with these players. Gary, your point on Alonzo, I don't disagree with you because that's let, let's just go let's go to football for a second. Because I, I felt like this when the Cowboys traded Herschel Walker back uh, years ago and they made and they got all those great picks and they built up and they had a Super Bowl team. That was a great move. They traded the one team, right? So if the Mets can get something. But see, I even go further because I think that you put a DeGrom out there. If you're really going to go for broke and you're really going to get pieces and you, cause you're not getting anything for Waka, you're not getting anything for Porcello. Maybe you get for Diaz. You're not getting for Cano. Okay. Even though he's hot, you're, you really, if you're going to go for broke and not to win, but to get pieces, valuable pieces, then you trade your very big. You don't go halfway. If you're going to trade an Alonzo, you trade a DeGrom too. Because what is what is a DeGrom on a team that's nothing? I mean, you see what, what happens in his starts. So um, I don't think they're going to be buyers. I would like them to be sellers. But I'm very nervous about them being sellers because I, I'm very nervous that Brody is not going to make – uh, but, good deals. But Len, why, do, why would the Wilpons care at this point? They're leaving. They're going out. They're going to try to go out with a bang. Why wouldn't they? I. They don't care about the fans. They don't. Now, guys, do they? You know what? I think I, I think the Wilpons. I, I gotta tell you, I think the Wilpons get too much um, crap. Uh, Gary, I hope if you have to bleep that, uh, I do. <laughs> no, I think the Wilpons care more for the fans then I think they care about the team. I really do. 
and and I'm sorry. So I don't think the Will Ponds. Yeah, yes, they want money, whatever. But I, I do think the Will Ponds care. I, I'm sorry, I, I do. Okay. <laughs> I know you guys disagree, but I, I think they care. You're G-rated compared to Jeff McNeil. I'm sure you've heard some of his <laughs> these empty stadiums. So I, I think you're okay. <laughs> well, uh, it seems... And I think the Mets will stand pat. There's really not much that they can trade. And I, I don't... I certainly don't see them being sellers again because there's just not enough demand for their players. And they're not trading DeGrom. We all know that. And they're not trading Alonzo. And, and when you get past those, I mean, maybe somebody like a Rosario, because they have another guy they can put in there. Someone like that might bring something back. But he's also, what, 23, 24 years old. Ultimately, I think either he's going to get moved to another position or Jimenez, who's shown that he can play anywhere, and they'll, and they'll be in the lineup and, they'll be, or, and in the infield together. I, I know last year we talked about the possibility of moving Rosie to center field, and then all of a sudden his defense really got good. So I think mm-hmm. they're going to try and just leave Rosario at shortstop and then just work Jimenez in somewhere somewhere else in the field. I, I, again, I, I don't see the, the Mets being buyers, although you guys do have a point. It, it is – the swan song of the Will Ponds. We hope it's the swan song of the Will Ponds. And I know, and we talked about this before, Brody is is really in saving his you-know-what mode. So he, <laughs> because he's got to figure that the new owners are going to let him go. So he may want to make one more splash. I hope not, because it wouldn't be the prudent thing to do. I look over at the Boston Red Sox, were terrible this year, and they but they've hired the general manager that we all want, mm-hmm. and he's basically cleaning house with that team. Doesn't matter; there are no fans anyway. People are watching the Red Sox, but he's cleaning house. He made the Mookie Betts trade. I would think he's going to move a couple of other guys before the deadline, maybe like a JD Martinez and maybe some other players for prospects. If you're going to be in and you do it that way, you basically have to go all the way with it. And I don't see Brody doing that. But I I don't see them being buyers either. I think he's been taken enough times that he knows that if people come to him, they're just trying to outsmart him and probably are smarter than him. So he, he may be a little more cautious than, than he was before. Well, let's all keep in mind as well that, that the Wilpons are going to retain 5% of the team, and that's apparently a deal that was right from the beginning, uh, though I don't know what that really means. I mean, 5% isn't, it doesn't give you a voting right, I don't think. They're not going to have any decisions. So, uh, you know, and, and I guess A-Rod and J-Lo will, will approve of that. So uh, they seem to be the front runners now. Everybody's Is that saying that they're going to keep five percent. Uh, suppose, yeah, that's what that's the rumor that they were going to keep five percent, and that's been the deal since the beginning. It's nothing new. Oh um, God! 
I, and and they're going to keep SNY, I think. So they're going to make out on both sides. Though if I'm a, if if Stevie Cohen is able to buy this team, I would be looking uh, to start my own network in a few years, much like the Will Ponds did with SNY. And then once the contract runs out, move to my own network and and get that uh, a bit off of the back. Uh, but then if they still got 5%, can they vote down something like that? So <laughs> it's crazy. Um, and they'll know everything he wants to do if he can get it. But the rumor is that Jeff Wilpon hates Steve Cohen. The Wilpons are not fans of Steve Cohen. He just had two investigations uh, launched against him um, by the SEC, I believe, his company. It's looking like A-Rod and J-Lo could be the front runners to this team. What are your thoughts of that? And uh, we got to be quick because we're running out of time. We've got three minutes left. Oh, I think that uh, uh, A-Rod A uh, sued baseball once before. Yes, he did. So I think him becoming uh, approved by the owners Quite might not ironic. happen. Agreed. Agreed. <laughs> Jeff, right on. No way. No way. As long as they hire the right people and invest in the team, to me, it doesn't really matter who, who owns the team. And having said that, I switched to my Islanders hat because if they can get the baseball equivalent of Lou Amarello, they will be just fine. <laughs> Excuse me, hearing about that 5%, I think I'm going to replace the water in my water bottle with some vodka. <laughs> Can I just say something quickly? Sure. It does matter who owns the team, though, because just like the Wilpons, you guys are, you know, saying how you want them out and stuff. So if we get ownership that is not good ownership, we're going to go through the same thing again. And and you're, and then it's going to be, oh, J, you know, J-Lo and A-Rod, bad, bad, bad. So it's, I think it's extremely important who buys the team. And... I don't think that that uh, A Rod and J Lo are a good fit. I just no, they're gonna get divorced. It'll be an ugly divorce. It'll be, it'll be the same thing that happened in Los Angeles, and then you know, just be not, Mets will be laughing stock all over again. Mm. Yeah, but well, I, the only thing is they they won't be majority owners. He may be uh, the CEO. Uh, of it, but they're not going to be the majority owners, so it may not be as bad as the whole LA thing. Um, be, because of that, they're only put only only putting in three hundred million uh, supposedly. And How's Jeter doing with the Marlins? How's Jeter doing with the Marlins? It, well, uh, the Marlins are he cleaned house and they uh, can't even afford cutouts. They <laughs> they wanted to make it realistic. Uh, right. And and uh, I guess the the whole idea is uh, A Rod is a good executive. He's he's a good businessman. Uh, who knows? He may make some good baseball decisions. He certainly was a good ball player. Steroids aside, um, she she'll may bring in her Hollywood friends and and whatnot. And look, we're all complaining about the Will Ponds, so. If somebody else takes over, there's not much you can do about it, just like there's not much we could do about the Wilpons. And maybe uh, them taking over gives it a little panache to the Mets, you know? It shines it up 
uh, a little bit the uh, the thing, and they may want to spend the money to build a franchise because of their reputation. You know, it shines up things. Winning, <laughs> winning has a really nice shine to it. It's a glossy finish. <laughs> Well, we have less than a minute left, and I want to just thank you guys for taking the time to come on tonight. And don't forget to listen to uh, Len and Jeff on Baseball and BBQ. And uh, Barry, thanks so much, and I'll be right back. And we're back, and I hope you enjoyed that uh, that roundtable discussion. Uh, wished it could have gone on longer, but with the uh, restrictions on Zoom and... Uh, our own time concerns here. Yeah. No, no. Three, two, one. And we're back. And I hope you enjoyed that uh, roundtable discussion that we had. We certainly covered a lot of topics. And, and I want to thank the guys for coming on again, uh, Baseball and Barbecue, Jeff and Len, and, of course, my good friend, uh, former co-host Barry Newman, for coming on and uh, talking some Mets baseball. They re really did a terrific job. Okay, looking at the Mets schedule, as I said, they got a game tonight with Miami starting about an hour from uh, now as I record this, and then three with the uh, New York Yankees who come into City Field. They get an off day on Monday, the Mets do. And then three with the Miami Marlins who come into town. So uh, a busy schedule in this condensed crazy season of 2020 with the 60 games. Uh, we'll see. You know, they're, they're two and a half, two games out of first place. You know, nobody's playing terrifically. They have moments of uh, uh, good play and then completely bad play. They've looked good against Miami the last couple of weeks. And, and uh, um, uh, Washington, they, they played pretty well against and then looked bad against the Phillies. So uh, who can figure out what's going on with this team? I, I don't even think they know themselves. Guys aren't hitting. There's a couple of guys hitting. Other guys aren't hitting. It should be hitting. Then they go into a slump. The problem is this is what happens every year, but on a 162-game schedule, it's a lot easier to, to fight your way out of a slump. You don't, you don't have the time that you do, obviously. You don't have the time that you do in a regular year. But we'll see, and... Hang in there until the next time, and I want to uh, wrap it up for this week, and I want to thank you for listening, and I want to thank you all for your uh, the emails that come in and uh, the voicemails. I think we're all caught up with those. Thank you so much for taking the time uh, to contact us. Again, the information is scrolling across the screen. A uh, little slow, but uh, it's scrolling. <laughs> and uh, let me tell you about my Patreon page. If you'd like to help out the show, uh, you can go to patreon.com slash Mets Musings and uh, become a patron of the show or go to anchor.fm slash Mets Musings. And there's a way to support the show on that website as well. And uh, 
I would like to uh, ask you to uh, subscribe to the show. If you listen to it on Apple Play or uh, Apple Podcasts, Google Play, uh, what's the other one? Spotify, YouTube, wherever you watch or listen to the podcast, please go to, to the subscribe button and hit subscribe. And it helps me to grow the show and uh, get more listeners. So I hope you'll take care of that little business. Also on Apple uh, Play or Apple Podcast, if you will, go there and leave a comment or rating. And a nice five-star rating would be quite nice indeed. Thank you so much. And uh, as I said, that's going to wrap it up for this week's show. Hope you enjoyed it, and I'll see you next time. And until then, remember to keep the faith, stay optimistic, and let's go Mets. And I'll see you next time on another edition of Mets Musings.